Hey there, before you jump into this week's episode, I just want to let you know that our membership is open. It's completely free. It's a careers and wellbeing platform with on-demand content and monthly live sessions with incredible coaches. So what are you waiting for? Head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join and I'll see you in there. Enjoy this week's episode. Hey there, welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, where we empower and uplift women to succeed and thrive in their professional life whilst looking after their well-being. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the issues and challenges faced by women in the workplace with particular focus on gender equality. We believe that every woman deserves the opportunity to excel in her career regardless of her gender, and we're committed to helping women break through the barriers that hold them back. Join us every week as we hear from experts, share stories and give advice. We've got an incredible community of women who support and encourage each other and we're so happy that you are here. Let's break down the gender barriers and create a more equitable and inclusive workplace for all. So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I'm really excited to have Dipti Solanki, who is a grief coach, with me today on the podcast. Welcome, Dipti. Hello, Zoe. It's so good to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. And, and Dipti and I had um, an off the mic, I'm going to sound really professional, an off the mic chat. And I could have talked to Dipti for ages because, as you know, Dipti, I'm really fascinated in the subject of grief. Um, I don't know whether that's on a spiritual level, whether I'm just, I did a personality test the other day and I'm like pure empath and it was so amazing reading the results back and I think that that's maybe why I'm sort of called to the subject, I don't know. So we're going to delve into into the subject of grief, Um, but let's kick off. Talk to me, how did you get into becoming a grief coach? Can you let us know a little bit about your journey? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I love that I found a fellow kind of um, grief weirdo. That is fascinating. <laughs> it's so important and it's something that we're all going to experience. And I love it when people kind of stop and say that matters. And I really honour you for that. So thank you. Um, so how did I become a grief coach? Yeah, had absolutely no plans. Didn't know it was even a thing. Um, But very, very sadly, when I was 13, I I lost my mother very suddenly, not expected. Um, And grief wasn't spoken about. And I don't think I really grieved. And all the well-meaning adults around me kind of supported all of us to get back to normal life, life as it should have been. So kind of went through all of that and became very outwardly successful. But then, um, you know, finished my degree and walked into a lovely job in parliament because I wanted to be an MP and I started off as a researcher and then suddenly had a total emotional breakdown which didn't make sense started experiencing panic attacks and anxiety and it was frightening and I thought I was going to die I didn't understand what was happening to me didn't correlate with my life experience um And so that's where my search started. I went to lots of counsellors and therapists and the doctor said, it's okay, it happens. Have a Valium. And I was like, no way, I can't. I need to know why this is happening. So that started this journey for me. And um, it wasn't until someone actually tapped me on the shoulder and I was getting frustrated. No one could give me the answers. Counselling wasn't working for me. And someone said, you know, my darling, this is grief. And... 
I turned around and said, don't be so ridiculous. That was such a long time ago. I'm okay. Look, I coped. Aren't I strong? And they said, yeah, but it's all within you still. And so I had nothing to lose. And I went on that whole journey with this grief coach and it blew my mind. And the things I learned about myself, about grief, about what can cause loss, because it's so much more than bereavement and what we need to grow through that experience as well. And I decided I was not going to let this go. And I had to tell the world, like, why does everyone not know this? And so much of what we experience as human beings that we think we can't explain was suddenly explained to me. And I was like, wow. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where my journey grew. I trained as a, a homeopath, a therapist, a grief coach, a life coach. And then my work's taken me to lots of different spaces. And, yeah, so that, that's how I ended up where I ended up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, with you. And how, how quick, you know, when you talk about when you had that moment when someone actually said, hey, this is grief, how, how long after, the, after your first loss was that? What, what, what period of time are we talking well, I was 13 when I lost mum, and it was when I was about 23. Wow. So good 10 years. Yeah, good 10 wow. years. That's incredible. And and when you sort of had that realisation and then went on the journey and, and to sort of understand the grief, I guess, is, is there is does everyone experience it differently and I know we're going to get into the different types of grief and it's not all bereavement just like you've pointed out but do, does everyone have a different experience of grief yeah a hundred percent and I think that's why it's so important to understand what grief means for us and there are lots of factors that will experience how we experience grief that will affect so you know our upbringing the messages we've received um, our culture, um, who we are as a person. Are we an empath? Are we someone who runs away from feelings? Are we, you know, so many different factors, the expectation that's placed on us, where we are in the family. So if you have siblings, what's the order of that? So all of that stuff is going to affect how we experience grief. And it's such a unique journey, but there are some some stable consistent factors that we're all going to experience and I think if we know that what our starting point is we can start to make sense of the journey for ourselves as well yeah that's that that makes total sense and when you work with people do you start do you is that the foundation work that you do with people looking yeah. at all of those factors yeah I think the foundation work is so important so some of the foundation work that I do is we look at our belief systems right and yeah. the messages that we received when we were children not just how someone sat us down and said right Ditty, this is how I want you to handle sadness because no one ever does that I wish they did but actually it's more the things we heard and watching the adults around us deal with crises and sad things and angry things how did the adults around us deal with it because that's going to be how we learn to respond to that those events in our life um, and it's so subconscious like we don't even know that we're doing it but if we sit down like I do with my clients and we trace it back it's like oh that's where that came from and then that gives us the opportunity to kind of replace that conditioning and do something in a different way yeah yeah that is so powerful it's funny because it's not grief related but with my kids at the moment like you know if they 
especially my little boy like if he, he started to tell me when he's feeling like angry and he doesn't know why or he feels sad and I'm like let let it out like please don't hold it in and and it's great that he's like telling me how he feels and I was speaking to my mum when she lost her dad when she was young and I feel like she would benefit from you know talking about her experiences and what wasn't said and what was kind of hidden away so I yeah. think with my kids I'm really trying to like get them to talk about that emotion and, and what's coming up for them because that, that's really something that you need to celebrate that you've managed to create that environment and I think we're so lucky to be living in the age that we are where you and I are having conversations like this where you as a mother feel that you're able to create that environment for your children um I think the generations before us they had a lot of other external factors they were contending with as well yeah. and it just wasn't done and I just feel fortunate to be able to have these conversations right yeah like a moment of gratitude so talk us through the you, you've already touched on it's not just bereavement grief there's and, and when we had our off the record uh, our first chat when we first met we talked about you know you know bereavement uh, sorry not bereavement grief from maybe if you got made redundant or if we bring it back to like a work situation can you talk us through some of the different types of grief yeah sure so um there are so many different types of losses and loss happens when something suddenly changes in our life or something unexpected doesn't happen or what we expected to happen doesn't happen and so you know we can have health related losses we can have career related losses let's just look at that because that's what we kind of want to focus on here a little bit so you know we can the loss of you know, demotion at work, where we can have a sideways move perhaps, where we lose our position, when there's bullying going on in the workplace, so much can happen in the workplace, redundancies, um, but also promotion, because that's a whole big change there in itself. And immediately you think that was something to celebrate. But when we are promoted, when we maybe move into the echelons of leadership, you know, our relationships with our colleagues changes, our relationship with our work changes, our people will be different with us, we have to be different with people. And we, within that change, we can miss the way that things used to be, as well as celebrating what yeah. is now. And so there's all these different things that we can um, look at. And also, you know, for women, when we have different periods in our life, like motherhood or perimenopause or menopause or our menstrual cycles and all of that that changes the way that we show up at work that changes our capacity um, not for everyone but for some people and our priorities will change and with that comes a lot of loss because we've been told that we can have it all and we've been striving to have it all and in that striving to have it all we suffer silently <laughs> there's a lot of pressure on us and then we have to and then we're forced to make these really horrible decisions because we do want to do it all because we're good at it all but what is the impact on us um and loss and bereavement in the workplace when anyone has experienced any type of loss any type of bereavement whether it's uh you know we can have divorce and separation and friendship losses and all these different types of loss how do we go back to work how is the workplace supporting us because every time we experience a change we change as people how is that reflected in the tasks that we're doing at work and 
you know, the wisdom that we gain in these really deep sorrowful journeys is something that we can add to in the workplace with. How is that being used and utilized? Um, is it a grief friendly workplace? Is it a grief inclusive workplace? Does that workplace understand the different cultural nuances of grief? Does it understand what we should say to grievers? What is not helpful language around grievers? You know, are our line managers supportive? Do our colleagues run the other way when they see us because they're scared that they have to fix us in some way? And these are all the things that I kind of help organisations with because there is more of a conversation happening. And it's great. There's so much more that needs to be done. Yeah, definitely. And all of those things, there isn't, and there isn't a guidebook, is there? You know, like if you're a line manager in an organisation trying to do the best that you can do, unless you've had that training or you know how to support someone in the process of grief, that's why it's important that that the training is there, that the organisation supports the line manager to then look after that employee. Yeah, 100%. That's, I love that you touched on, um, you know, like the promotion bit where you think, yes, yeah, I've got a promotion, but actually, yeah, you're totally right. It can just work in the reverse, can't it? It's like yeah. relationships will change. And I also, um, the menopause piece is huge because I've just interviewed Helen Tomlinson, the UK's government, okay menopause advisor and and we talked a lot about what women go through penny perimenopause and menopause you know this this idea of this loss of either due to brain fog or, or whatever it is either stepping down going part-time demote you know because they feel like they can't honor the role and that is health related that's not because necessarily they're going yeah i'm, I'm ready to go part-time this is like you know something health-wise that they're going through so I'm really glad you touched on that because that was a great podcast that we recorded and it's so important that organizations are supporting women if they're going through that process um so so when you're working with um individual clients for example is it often that they have identified that they need support with grief and that maybe it's a grief that ha a loss maybe that happened years ago so you having to go back or do you feel like people are more aware now that they need to be working on supporting themselves in grief mm. i think um people come to me for two different reasons either that they get to a point where they're just feeling really stuck and that can be on an emotional and physical level grief causes lots of symptoms right and normally losses build up over many many years since childhood and because we don't recognise that it's loss, we know that if someone's died, then that might be a loss, but I'm feeling okay about it now, I've got through it. But we don't know the impacts of it. So either they're feeling stuck in this anxiety, number one symptom, um, just feeling stuck, don't know what to do, don't know who I am, all of those symptoms. Also physical symptoms. Um, and they're, they're the clients that come and say, look, I know a lot has happened to me in my life, I think I've got through it really well, but now why am I left feeling like this? That's because they've, that's the point, they've just got through it, but they've not been able to do the deeper work that they need to, to really heal from it. The other, the other client will be, yeah, I've experienced this massive loss. Um, I thought I was doing okay. I need a bit of support there. So it can be, and every single time, every client I work with, 
their mind is blown when they look at so i do a lot of timeline work with them and they look at all the losses they've experienced and they sit back and go wow i didn't even realize i was still holding all of that and i like to liken our work to the decluttering of the heart right let's just let's pick up each loss look at it do the healing around it and release it so that this space for us to go, okay, I know who I am a bit more. Like, what do I want to do going forward in my life? What do I need right now? When we're cluttering up our hearts with that stuff, we feel heavy, we've got yeah. physical and emotional symptoms. We can't heal from that. So yeah, two different types of clients that will come for that work. That's amazing that you just what that piece that you talked about, like that decluttering. And it mm. makes it makes total sense, doesn't it? If we're holding on to something and we don't even know we're holding on to it. And also, I guess, if you're not recognising that it is like the grief process that you're holding on, you know, like if you haven't recognised it as a loss, um, there's you know, something the one, really... One, sorry, go on. No, 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 you go, go, go. <laughs> you know, the one thing that people will say when it comes to that is, I don't know why I feel like I do because everything in my life is okay, but I don't know why I feel this way. And that's when you know it's because they've not been able to release what's happened yeah so they're just holding on to it wow that is so powerful isn't it when you think about it it's like your body's just storing up these experiences and holding on to these feelings but if it's not being processed then how does it manifest then you talked about anxiety what if there's someone listening to this now that maybe feels a bit stuck or doesn't know why they feel a certain way what symptoms might they be experiencing other than anxiety so anger. anger like you couldn't even understand <laughs> oh. anger like you know when something small happens but your response is so out of proportion that you can even frighten yourself and you feel really silly actually like i don't know why i'm doing that um low level irritability sleeplessness a feeling of heaviness in your body like you never wake up feeling refreshed you ache chronic fatigue uh depression all of that stuff um a lot of digestive symptoms because we hold grief in the gut but also we hold it in the lungs so it, you're sighing all the time there's lots of deep breaths happening you get recurrent chest infections and you just feel like you know sometimes there's nothing pathologically wrong but you feel like you can't get enough breath in you know there's that shortness of breath symptom so all of this starts to show up and there's a heaviness about you there's a tiredness and you've lost your zest for life but everything's okay now like all that stuff is gone so when we start to feel like that there's something emotional going on that needs to be released because yeah it, it's heavy grief is so heavy yeah i think that's a really good word to describe it isn't it you know like all those symptoms that you just talked about and then that can affect you know we we a lot of us work full time it's like how can you carry all of that go through some of those symptoms and then be the best that you at work it's kind of like you need to do that in a work don't you to release so would you recommend if someone's listening to this to do like a timeline if they can't work with a coach for instance is there is there something that if someone's listening and they feel maybe triggered or compelled to maybe do a little bit more what advice could you give to someone what could they do right now to maybe start on this healing process yeah i think i think journaling is going to be your best friend 
and literally step one let's not dive into timeline stuff because that could exacerbate a lot of symptoms and right. and right so i think step one is acknowledgement of okay i should be feeling okay by my reckoning but i'm, I'm definitely not first of all, what is it i'm feeling not even the why just the what because we need to get out of our heads with this grief healing process and really get into our hearts I mean, we could just put our hand on our heart and say, okay, like, what, am, what is it that I'm feeling? You know, I feel disconnected from my loved ones. I'm not happy at work. I feel that I'm not supported. I'm feeling anxious about things that I should be excited about. I'm not sleeping properly. My skin's sore. Whatever it is that you're experiencing, let's just acknowledge and put it all down on paper. And then look at it and then say, okay, where can I start to support myself? If I'm feeling not heard, can I start journaling every morning and start making space for myself? Can I listen to myself? Can I start there? And like, just start writing, pouring out on the pages. You know, you don't need a prompt. Just how am I feeling today? What's upsetting me? What am I feeling disconnected from? What do I want to bring into my life? Why am I not able to do that? And just getting curious about you. Just deeply curious and nurturing. Um, and then we can start to make small changes and if and the stuff will come up, you know, if there's an unresolved argument with a parent that has been brushed under the carpet or, you know, if you're in a relationship that has happened and it's gone unacknowledged, if there's a loss from the past that you had to just push through, you had to be the strong one, like, let's go back and just sit with that and think about how we really feel about that now. But it's the key word is gentle. We have to be very, very gentle, not like that whole masculine energy that we can bring of, right, I know there's that loss. I'm sure it's really affecting me. Let me go in and just tackle it head on. Please don't do that. Just don't do that. It's, it's that gentle curiosity, that, that nurturing energy that we need to bring to this. And when we come to it, then you will know if you need support. But sometimes that acknowledgement and just you know feeling it out we have to sit learn to sit with our emotions so that means if you want to have a good cry like create a beautiful cocoon for you to sit there and have a cry and let it be okay and put your softest clothing on get your tissues put on that film that you need to, if, if you need that like whatever the catalyst you need let's get okay with embracing that you know and I heard something the other day and it's just, I think so many people will benefit from this. Um, everyone talks about being frightened about lifting the lid on Pandora's box. And Brene Brown, the brilliant woman that she is, she said, we're all frightened of lifting the lid. But what people don't realise is we're permanently living in Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that is, that's not reason enough for everyone to start doing this work. I don't know what is. I loved everything that you said then. There was some really key words like the gentle approach and also sitting with it. And I think that's what we're not doing. It's like when I teach my yoga classes and we'll do a meditation and I can see like the twitches and you know when you're not used to do just being and it's like we're not doing anything fancy. There's no, you know, I'm not reading a script. We're just being here. And I think that is, that really struck a chord with me because I think that when we're maybe holding on to grief or emotions, it's kind of like keep busy and keep going. And actually, when you stop and just see what's there and what comes up. And I also love this idea about this cocoon and 
yeah let it out I think I need to do a bit of a session like that because it's funny like I, I notice when I hold things in like we went to a funeral a good few years ago and we it was like you know we knew someone through someone through someone so we almost felt like should we go should we not when I arrived I felt like this deep I just wanted to cry my eyes out there was this Fleetwood Mac song on and I felt like oh I better not because I'm not like a, a, rel a, a direct relative and afterwards I got home and I felt like I had this like lump in my throat and it was all literally stuck and since then I've always thought about that moment and I was like you need to just let that out because it was it wanted to come out it was almost visceral it was like and, I, and then I just held it all in and it also takes me back to you know like moments at school or in jobs or in work when we're we suck it all in and we hold it all in so yeah, you know this is why um so I've developed two things for the workplace so um the first thing is line manager training and it's so important that every line manager knows this stuff the second is the grief ambassador program and that is you know, my vision is to have just like the mental health first aid and that's a fantastic program but it doesn't cover grief and the emotional aspect enough i feel i've done the training and so i've created the grief ambassador program where we can have ambassadors that keep the conversation going that there's a safe space for people they, they educate everyone you know there are safe spaces and this workplace understands grief like you're going to get your people back to work quicker like that they're going to know that you really care about them. They're going yeah. to know that they don't have to be robots after experiencing something very human when they come back to work. They know they're going to be understood and they're going to show up for you because you're creating that environment. And this is so important. Compassion, oh, compassionate workspaces. Dipti, that is so powerful because it's like just everything you said then, it's like obviously organisations want to get their employees back, but it's like you don't have to come back fixed. No. come back no. as you are like when you're ready but we've got your back I love that yeah. makes, it just makes total sense yeah. and employees want to get back they want yeah. to get back to what is familiar yeah. they want to but they, they're scared because they don't know how they're going to be and that acknowledgement of something huge has happened to you and we see you is just it's beyond anything you could ever imagine it's so supportive yeah so and that's what we want to be creating I know we've got a wrap up soon, but um, because I was in a company last summer talking about, um, you know, like when women have babies and they go off on mat leave and they come back like a different person and they were saying that their retention rates, you know, like come back full time and then they drop to part time and then it's like, no, I can't do this anymore. Do you think there's an element of loss, like as a woman, you know, like especially first baby when you just like and then you go off and have a baby, that must be a huge I know for me it was, wow, I felt like a totally different person. Motherhood brings so much loss. Parenthood brings so much loss you can't imagine. And again, that's the whole thing of good things, good things bring grief to you. They yeah. do. And if we acknowledge that, we don't feel like there's something wrong with us. Like I know when I had my child, everyone was celebrating and I sat there going, Oh, there's something wrong with me because I can't feel joy right now. All I can feel is abject terror and I don't recognize myself when I look in the mirror. Everything hurts, you know, and, and I don't know what to do. But that whole, there was no conversation around that. Yeah. And imagine going back to work and you're never going to be the same. Your priorities have shifted. 
you know and yeah there's so much loss that goes another conversation i think for that a whole other about. conversation and i same same as you i was exactly the same when i had my little boy and everyone was like yeah and i was like oh this I is know. awful i know we um, might listen to this in years to come but obviously i loved him dearly but i was like shell-shocked yeah. Like, no, I'm very open with my boys. You know, my yeah. husband was definitely a better mum for the first three months. Yeah, same thing. And, and I just literally, I remember coming home that day. It was fine in the hospital, coming home and handing him over and going, I think I've just broken the baby. I can't. I said, I can't. I don't think I can do this. It was so frightening. You know, and there's a whole learning curve that goes with that. But we, we need to talk about. And I was cross with every single mother that I had spoken to before my birth because I asked so many people and they all said, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. No one said this could possibly be one of the most horrific experiences of your life, but also the most joyful at the same time. I'd been a bit more prepared for it. And we're not having mum there either. It was, yeah. yeah. So I'm very honest with people now. And I think it's a conversation that still needs to happen at a deeper level. Yeah, definitely. And organisations that part of the package of supporting mums mm -hmm. back to work needs to be part of it. So if people want to connect with you, what's the best? Where can people find you? Uh, so you can email me on dipti at diptysolanke.com. I'm on Instagram at Dipti Grief Coach. Facebook is the same. LinkedIn, uh, Dipti Solanke. So yeah, anything organisational, personal, um, I'd love to get in touch. Yeah, are you doing are you doing more work then with organisations, or are you are you mixing it up? Are you doing a bit of both, personal coaching and yeah, exactly. So at, at the moment, that's where it is, and I just I just love the mix of that. But it's just being a grief advocate, you know, just advocating for this and not letting the conversation fall by the wayside because there's still way too much taboo around something that every single one of us experiences, but. Yeah let's let's we don't have to always talk about the shiny things this is this if we know grief if we know ourselves if we support each other life becomes a whole elevated experience i think so yeah yeah, yeah well said amazing i'll put all the details in the show notes and thank you so much i looked i know i said it at the beginning but i could just talk to you about this subject for hours <laughs> thank you so much it's been You're wonderful welcome. thank you so much though for having me that was such a powerful interview with Dipti. Um, as you can probably tell, and like I said at the beginning, I'm really interested in this subject because grief affects every single person on this planet, whether it is from a young age or whether we're lucky enough, to, you know, not to lose people until we're a little bit older. But just like Dipti said, there are so many stages of grief. There are so many ways in which grief presents. And I thought it was really interesting when she talked about the grief with a promotion at work you know like things change relationships change you might become a manager so your relationship with certain colleagues might might shift and I think that it's really important just to be so aware of what's happening in our life and like we talked about on the podcast interview then sitting with it and noticing what's coming up for us in the body in our mind in our soul um, and I think the work that she's doing with organisations is so important, you know, teaching line managers on how to look after and support their workers, their employees um, when they're going through this. And another another really interesting and important part of it was when she said, you know, supporting them back to work. And I feel like grief is there are so many stages, as we know, and it's 
often something that people will live with for the rest of their life it doesn't necessarily just disappear so it's kind of like getting them back to work when they're ready obviously but also that they're not going to come back completely healed and it's a journey and and as long as they can go into a supportive organizations that know organization that know they're not going to turn up as they once were and that things have shifted and changed so yeah definitely hook up with dipti she sends a newsletter which is great every week so check her out i'll put all the details in the show notes thanks as always for listening don't forget to join the jobs for women membership it's totally free yoga mindfulness meditation experts like dipti running live sessions there is no reason not to join and the link is in the show notes but if you want to just type in community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join, that will take you straight to the page and you can just drop your details in and you will get your login. So have a great week and I'll see you next time.